impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat your children. Okay, so we're back on the other side, continuing to discuss how much we do not care about Carl Frampton's career at this stage. I think I care more about Scott Quigg now. <laughs> now I've been thinking about it, I'm more worried about his career than... I think Frampton has definitely done. Yeah, so we mentioned it before, but you can clearly see that he's structuring now for life after boxing. And it's been a very gradual process from... You know, he used to do that in the media things with uh, Sky. Like, he'd do a bit of commentary here and there. And then he started a podcast. And now he's kind of working a lot more for... Is it Joe? Um, so, yeah, he's clearly moving away from the ring stuff now. And more towards what he can do when he's not fighting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that he's always been fairly, like, stocky at his weight. In terms yeah. of, like, short and, like, a full figure. So I don't really see how moving up the weights is going to benefit. If anything, it's probably going to hinder him. And I think he, even if he wins at the weekend, like Bob Arum has said, he's going to arrange a fight with Jamal Herring. I just think I just think he loses. I just, he's too, he's too small. Like an amazing fighter, and those two fights of Santa Cruz and yeah, they were amazing fights. That that was like as good as it gets from a British fighter's point of view. Unless you're counting Conor Ben versus uh, Pernod. I wasn't counting that because that stands alone. <laughs> so, that's, that's out there on its own, right? There. Um, like win or lose, it's like I just think them two fights. Even if he lost both of them or he won both of them, I just think they're incredible fights. And it's like you see someone who's that was kind of the peak of his career, I think. Yeah. In terms of what he can perform, and it's like it's sad to see him lose to people like Josh Warrington. And I know Josh Warrington is probably better than people give him credit for, but all of us give him credit for Frank. Uh, sorry, uh, Frampton was was an elite fighter and I don't think Josh Warrington is I think he's like a very good world champion but I wouldn't put them both I would say when their careers are done depend, I, I unless unless Warrington <laughs> unless unless Warrington could beat like Shakur Stevenson which I don't think he would um, I think we'll look back and Fra Frampton was a better fighter at his peak and it's like it's, it's just like at that yeah. stage it's like I don't want to see Frampton lose the clues were there. Like I know before the Santa Cruz fight when he got knocked down, wasn't it twice? Like was it, was it American debut when he got knocked down twice against? Yeah. Was it like a South American guy? Can't remember his name. And it's like sometimes you can go out of the top. You don't need to carry on. And it seems like that's what he's been doing for quite a while. Yeah. Like I said, if someone said to you at what point was his peak, you would, if you weren't referencing Santa Cruz fights, which you probably should be, yeah. you'd be talking Scott Quick fight. Yeah. But then. At that point, we are then looking back to 2016. We're now at the back end of 2019. So we're talking... That Scott Quigg was uh, the beginning of 2016. So we're talking about three years. Yeah, I remember it. it Even the, the second Santa Cruz fight was at the beginning of 2017. So we're... Like, for me, like I said, we've probably said it about a few people, but he's on his world tour already. Yeah. Problem is, is that he's lost to Warrington... 
I hope he wins this weekend. And I don't know really. I, I I don't really know why I hope he wins. It's just because it's him. Because yeah, it's one of those. It's got it's, it's just got like no bearing on I'm, whether I'm, yeah. he wins or not. I'm not. I'm not going to be what's that he gonna interested go, in what's that. What's he going to do afterwards? If he's he going to fight win. Herring. It's like, is anyone really interested in Frampton against Herring? It's like for me, that is kind of like Billy Joe Saunders against Isufu for a world title. It's like yeah. Herring. That's unfair on Herring. But it's like it doesn't capture the imagination. It's not like a. Even for boxing fans, yeah, they're not going to look and say, "Oh, Herring's this, Herring's that." It's kind of like if Frampton wins against Herring, he's still going to have to prove himself in the division against someone better, and he probably won't be able to. It's just for the sake of winning a third world title in a third weight division. I got a lot of time for the fact that he uh, fought Donaire as well, which on the back of you know the last month or so, yeah, you kind of look at that win again and you think, well, actually, that was a very good win. But what weight was that? I don't think that was at the right um, weight for Donaire. Wouldn't be able to show you that. Because didn't Donair go back down to yeah, fight? Yeah, Feather. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bizarre one. And it's kind of like, um, these are the, the, you know, the anomalies when you look at people's records. So like, obviously I've, we, I've made it before, I'm not a huge fan of Joe Calzaghi. Yeah. And everyone kind of references the fact that he beats Hopkins, who then went on to become champion again yeah. and reign for a while. So you get these weird anomaly kind of results Completely, that pop up. Yeah. And they kind of, mess up everyone's thoughts I think that's what Frampton should have done though like when he fought Donair I thought right this is it go and fight the big names and cash out big time and it's almost like he's trying to reignite his career and fight yeah, and work his that, way up he fought Luke Jackson back in Belfast yeah. that was his homecoming and then the Warrington fight but Josh that's Warrington's just a, he's he's bizarre because we all said this at the time and every time we, we kind of backed against him and every time he's shown us up and I said I'm not going to do it anymore. Anytime he fights now, I'm going to put my money on. We see Aaron has said basically this week that him against Shakur Stevenson will probably happen in Leeds. I just think Shakur Stevenson is going to be too good. I think he's probably elite. Even at his age now? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, it's going to take a lot to beat Warrington. Like, you're going to have to be much better than him to beat him because if you're not, he's probably going to win a lot of rounds just yeah, just work right alone. Yeah, probably more than that. Like, that's probably unfair, yeah. but yeah, I no, agree. Really, no, he yeah. definitely would. But even just on work rate, just he's work, probably going to. He's picking pick up three, three or four, or four rounds. rounds. And, yeah, just just purely on work rate. You're right. But I think Shakur Stevenson probably beats him, and then he's like Warrington. Who's going to fight Warrington? And then well, like, well, Warrington, like it's, you forget, like he's fought very well. Like, his last opponent, I couldn't even say his name, Takushi, uh, and then Kid Galahad, Carl Frampton, Lee Selby. These are Kiko Martinez, these are these are big names. Mm. So he's he's kind of peaking at right at the right time, man. If he loses against Shakur Stevenson, there's no shame in his career. No, he's got a very good resume. He's picked up world titles, title. Yeah. Fair play to him. Like for someone that's been, and we said this before. When you look at some fighters, like he's come up through the small hall. He's he's been out selling tickets, getting people dropping at the last minute. And he's, he's won There's every not many people about Warrington actually. Like when you think about trying to compare him to other fighters and other weights, like who's done what he's done? Nobody. I, re- I really like. like uh, he's been the underdog against Selby and Frampton. He's won. And he's beat Kid Galahad. I can't really think of someone who's nobody rated, and then then it turns out he's the best out of all of them. Yeah, it's, it's mental. But then eventually, I, I think he he will lose against someone who's just better than him. Yeah. Because but I, th- I thought Frampton was better than him, but but when you look at like Warrington's just a better version of Quig, I think. 
I'm gonna. I don't want to say it's harsh, but I think you are probably there or thereabouts. Like Frampton always got caught, didn't he? As Quig, as I never understand. He's one of them guys. I don't understand how he got to the level that he did. But did he even get to that level? It was at a time. It was at a time. He got an email with his title. But that was a time when Matram needed him to be at that level, so yeah. he was at that level. Yeah. Like I said, he's another one. Without that, that one should not have been pay per view, and somehow <sighs> they convinced it to be pay per view. It's like that was kind of before like streaming was easily available. So I reckon a lot of people bought that pay per view. They would have. Didn't they have like three press conferences? Like them, it was like Mayweather. Mm. It was actually Gregor. good, wasn't it? It was. It was yeah, it was, actually it was good decent. That. And again, and that was the days when Matchroom was kind of like you feel this is good because they're doing their job. Like they they're hyping it up. Yeah, they've sold me the dream, and yeah. I want to see it. They've really tricked me in this one. Whereas now they don't even bother to do that. Just, and have you seen? Not to go back to Joshua again. I've obviously increased the price for this pay per view again. Yeah. And used the Logan versus KSI fight as the reasoning for yeah. for upping the price on that. Well, we said it when it was the Klitschko Joshua one. It's like once it goes to twenty quid, you can't go back. And I know they have a couple of times. There's still been a couple of sixteen ninety fives, but I don't think they were for Joshua. No. And it's like. It is 20 quid, isn't it? I, I still don't really understand why this one's more. I've not really seen an interview or anything where they've explained why this <coughs> one's more. They've just kind of said, well, Eddie Hearn basically said, it's nothing to do with me. But I thought this was the one where they're going over to Saudi Arabia because there's more money there, so surely it should be less. Yeah. I personally Probably, now feel... Especially at the time of evening it's going to be, you think this is potentially going to be like the biggest pay-per-view ever because of the time of day. It's actually... Watchable, it's not like a middle of the night thing. And again, this leads me more into the fact this is an outright cash out. Everything for me kind of leans towards the fact that they expect Joshua to get knocked out. This is one of them, you know, hope for the best, but prepared for the worst. It, it makes sense. Like, I've not really thought of it like that, but it makes complete sense. Hope for the best. If he wins it, he's got all this money. I personally think he will win. <sighs> Too bad you're not here next week. Because it would be a really, really interesting one. Um, I think he will win, but um, in if he doesn't, we're going to all look back and think, "Oh, that's why they did it." It makes complete sense now. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, Frampton. He's got a fight coming up, but in the nicest possible way. I, I don't care. Let's. let's North, move Bank, on. North Bank Brent will care. Oh, not Bank Brent. I don't know. <laughs> My mate. Your mate, you, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he purged you, so don't worry about that. Um, let's move on to someone who's very positive. I love Brendan. Let's move on to something a bit more positive. Devon Haney. Yeah. It's too bad David is not here because he has been banging the Devon Haney drum. But only because we told him about him. Yeah. And then he, he didn't know about Devon And then he watched the video and then he was, he was hooked on him. It was, it was quite odd. But yeah, I remember he used to make reference to this guy every week. Yeah. It was weird. But never had him in his like one to watch or top five pound for pound. No. And in like what we do are December. I've just realised that that's coming up again now. Yeah. Time for us to put our I'm buzzing because I had anyway in it two years in a row. I don't think he's there now. <laughs> the the Denair fight changed that. It's Canelo one to five. Yeah. In just every <laughs> weight class. It's Canelo. Yeah. Super mid. Canelo, cruiser. Is it possible to have two pound for pound rankings? One with Canelo and one without. No, just like as in Canelo could be two of them. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Um, Devin Haney, what a shining example of what a fighter or 
I want to say a, a, a boxing personality should be. And this is not to say that other people don't do good work in the community. I know for a fact, we've seen it before, uh, Floyd Mayweather gets a lot of stick, but actually does a lot. So that, that's going to be the argument. But Should he be... Showing it. Yeah. So it's like, can you criticise someone for that? I, I don't like that. Don't so like I don't like it when people get criticised for doing a nice act. Now, I understand it's beneficial to both parties if obviously if you're being filmed doing something it's better nice. than not doing it. Exactly. And so obviously there's a lot of Thanksgiving over in the US at the minute, so he's been out handing uh, tents. tents and sleeping bags to, there's obviously a lot of homeless like there are in many countries in the world. He's working in like food bag, not food bags, like food kitchens and stuff. He's, he's really putting himself out there as like an example to a lot of guys. And it seems like, without being too, too kind of a... Uh, pessimistic that the world kind of needs more people like this now yeah. to step forward the problem is as it is with pretty much everything is social media if this was going on without videos it would just be going on yeah imagine we read about this in six months time saying this is what he did it doesn't change what he's done but everyone yeah. would probably look on it more there'd be no cynicism about it I get that but it's, it's also just very rubbish. it's very difficult now because these guys are in the public eye 24-7 if he went out and was doing this and nobody was reporting on it it would still get out but I feel like part of the problem is is like you see him at boxing shows you see him not so much on social media his social media is pretty good not like being flashy but you see him like at a boxing show and he's wearing like Balenciaga jumpers and all this yeah. it's like so he or his team probably feel they need to put out these videos. And it's like, if there was no social media... Would he be doing it? I think he would be doing it. He comes across he wouldn't, really nice. He would, yeah, he would just be doing it. And, he, and he'd be allowed to wear the flashy clothes and wear the nice watch, but also do that. But because of social media, it's kind of like, because I've emphasised I've got a high life, I've got, I've got to like do that. Nitty gritty as well. But then you open yourself up to like, people calling you a hypocrite it's like how is that a hypocrite that's like the opposite of a hypocrite yeah it's like you you can spend money on yourself and you can give some away you don't not many people give away their own money no the, do you want to, in fact, I'll give you a perfect example of this and again I don't know how true or not this is I saw on Instagram this week I don't even know who the richest man in the world is but apparently he gave 98.5 million dollars yeah to Bezos yeah, yeah to, to a uh, homeless charity yeah and someone worked it out and they were like, this guy is worth X, Y, Z. That works out as him giving $45 if he earned yep. like 50 grand. And yep. I was like, so he's given 100 mil and you're still pissed off about this. I don't, yeah, okay. it's, it's a human mentality to I, find I, I get shit that. points. But then you've also then got to say, hopefully the person who said that is giving away $45. Yeah. It's like, okay, so now to, prove, you to prove your point, you've got to go and find loads of people on 50 grand giving away $45 because there's not many. Exactly. You can't be angry, <laughs> but again, but there are people out there angry about everything. It's a reflection on the world rather than. Um, yeah. If he wasn't doing it, they'd be saying he's not doing it. Yeah, because like I said, Mayweather gets a lot of stick for how he lives his life, but stories come out all the time about the things that he does in the community and the money he gives away and the charities that he funds. This is the thing as well, isn't it? Because pe some people look at that and think, "Oh, that's better. He's not looking for the light." It doesn't make any difference. He's still doing it one yeah. way or the other. Like whether you're getting credit for it or not, the end result is the same. Yeah. It's just a, it, I like to see it at this stage in his career because you're used to seeing no boxers on the the back end of their career and even after retirement. You know, and I'm not saying that he didn't do it before. You know, guys like Frank Bruno, 
you will always see him on a charity event. Yeah. You will always see his face there. He obviously has his own charities and foundations. You will see a lot of that sort of yeah. stuff from that generation of fighters. It's not often you see it from guys who are 20. Yeah. And let's have some faith in him. Like, let's have some faith in humanity that's saying his nature is to give away money. So it's like, let's not be cynical about why he's doing it. Let's get behind him, make him earn millions and millions, because he's the person who's actually going to give some of that away. I was going to say, let's literally get behind him, yeah. just give him money away. Exactly. I'm there. Yeah. <coughs> but, like, like, just because he's giving money away and you think it's for his own profile, great, let's, let's support him then because he's going to give more money away. Yeah. It's like, let's not make him so he can't earn as much and not give as much away. Like, he, he's obviously got that in his personality that he wants to give, give basically. Like, it's just incredible that that's just the way it is, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. you see someone doing something good and you just think, why are they doing that? Yeah. Is it because they're gaining from it? It's like, if they are, great, but at least the person getting this stuff as well is gaining. But this has never, ever changed. Children in the yeah. Christmas shows where you have people going around the hospitals giving out presents. Yeah. Why are they there? Yeah, people are watching it saying, take that present back. Take that present back. He's not doing it. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't mean it. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a, a negative on humanity rather than yeah. a person, isn't it? Yeah. I say this all the time. I remember when we, we had our chat with Leon Woodstock and I just said, I am not a fan of people. Yeah. I know a lot of people, but I think I probably dislike 98% of the people. This is I probably know. where this is, is sort of cynicism grows because it's like, right, okay, so him doing that, he's got advisors. He knows that there's going to be like backlash, good yeah. and bad. Yeah. If you keep it low profile... There's no backlash and you still have the end result. You're giving money away. Yeah. So why make it public? What's the benefit for anyone? Tax write-off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we're back to shitty humanity again. Gold-plated tents. <laughs> gold-plated tents. Yeah. I love that. Um, the Speaking of gold-plated, so the golden contract kicked off at the weekend. I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, we spoke about it just briefly before we started recording. People let down, weren't it? Ah, uh, yeah. I, I enjoy the format, but I feel like it's... It's a poor man's World Boxing Super Series. Yeah. And it's obviously going to be over a more con- a de- condensed time period, but I think with boxers at the levels they are, they can afford to do that. You can make people fight more often in quicker succession. Is anyone going to follow this? I think it's going to be a struggle. Like, because you see that the lineups change quite a lot. A big shout-out to Jeff O'Fari as well, who... who parachuted into that last minute mm. I think he jumped in like a day before pretty yeah. much just went straight to the weigh-in and picked up the win in his fight on Saturday um, but again I feel like this whole that whole version of it is just set out to make O'Hara Davis a bit more money and it's weird though isn't it it's like getting back to where he should be but where should he be I don't know obviously we did I remember quite a while ago we did an entire show on him and I think this was just after he lost to Josh Taylor mm. and I don't know anything more now than I did then apart from the fact he's domestic level I think he could be one of those guys you know that's kind of stuck in between because he should be beating everyone like, I think he's just going to blast everybody yeah. out in the golden contract he well it's good management from his perspective because it's like easy money for him isn't it yeah and he'll get another five fight deal from MTK but I can't see anybody there beating him no. I like some of the other guys in there but he is you would imagine in terms of experience and skill a cut above yeah. everybody there um, but yeah I mean I, again I really like what MTK are doing 
in this instance, obviously, MTK is MTK, but they've got to put on shows. This is this is there's pressure on everyone. So this format is like quite clever. Like they don't have to think about their shows. They don't have to put together shows. It just happens, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's just falls into place. And, and it's, it's like they don't have to be at massive venues. No, and it's it's just it's, it's so strange. Like you you're seeing they're watching the ring, and it's like was it top rank? And you're like, so this is going up stateside, and you're like. Was it like ESPN Plus or something along those lines? And you just think, is anybody watching this stateside in the nicest possible way? Like, we are having interest in small boxing in the UK. Is anybody sitting in Florida right now thinking, ah, some boxing from London? I'll watch this. No. It's not, is it? No. So it's one of those ones where there's the cost of putting that on it, whatever platform it is, is definitely outweighing what they're making back from it. Yeah. So it, we're in that point where we've said it about all the, prom- the promotional platforms now. It's a question of quantity over quality in terms of all of these now. Mm. Matchroom do it all the time. They've got deals all over the world. Matchroom Italy, US, England. They show, do the shows in Monte Carlo. They have these quotas that they have to fill. I, I just think that there's like a fail to, failure to realise that boxing is still like a niche sport. Um, like the promoters... And the broadcasters seem to be treating boxing like it's a mainstream sport, and yeah. I really don't think it is. It's like, what is it in the states? It's not obviously what's the is it the big four, and it's yeah. not even anywhere no. near those. And over here, it's kind of like you get on the street and ask someone who O'Hara Davis is. I haven't got a clue. Never heard of him. Who does he play for? Yeah, n- never heard of him. And it's like right, so he's going on American TV, and he's going to be on like Saturday night. Never heard of him. Callum Smith. Never heard of him. Like, let's be honest, I've never heard of him. And he's like pound for pound, probably Britain's best boxer. Yeah. On paper, never heard of him. Andy Joshua heard of him. Tyson Fury heard of him. Probably it. But boxing's not really a big deal. Yeah, we we've obviously argued this many a time before. When we were talking about the Wembley fights, that maybe Britain is the kind of current mecca of where people need to go. And I remember you were adamant it was not at the time. You were like, no, it will always be Vegas. Why is Eddie Hearn not walking down the street in England asking people who Callum Smith is, where he was doing it for a while? Because he would be embarrassed. Yeah. Like, walk, walk down the street. Can you imagine walk down, Oxford, walk, down Oxford, walk down Oxford Street and say, who do you think Callum Smith is? It's like a comedian or something, like, I don't know. I'm telling you, you say that to anyone, they'll just say, oh, he's a footballer. Yeah. That's all I am, always think. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. So I, I think we, we, we're in it, so we, we, we're like really absorbed in it, but reality is it's, it's so minute yeah and these are the standout stars yeah of the British so so, so we do this every now and again so what have Matcham got in terms of pay-per-view stars now right so I'm going to base this on it being December the 8th yeah and say no one <laughs> arguably Dylan White and I'd never ever wow. thought he was a pay-per-view fighter and I'm fuming that he's going to be on the undercard of this so, so if we go back a year we'd have gone Joshua yeah Brooke, DeGale. Mm. Brooke, if he'd have fought Khan, I don't think he's pay-per-view against anybody else now. I don't even think it should be pay-per-view against Khan, but it would be, because the interest will always be there. Even if they fight in 10 years, the interest will be there. So, so, so all we can name is those people that were there, that, that they st- like, sort of stole from Frank Warren, it's all like Brooke, yeah. Bellew, uh, DeGale. Who else was there? That's kind of it, wasn't it? I'm telling you, right, in like two years' time, 18 months time they'll all be fighting over Eubanks Jr and I'm not saying that as a fan I think that's a, it's a real thing because again whether it, people like it or not 
you walk down the street and say who's Chris Eubank Jr even if they don't know him they will know the name yeah and that translates and the thing is Chris Eubank Jr is sort of like the clues in the name isn't it it's like his name's <coughs> you pretty much figure that one out for yourself who he is even yeah. if you don't know his name you know his dad's name and I'm telling you if the whole Joshua bubble dies out Smith will do whatever Smith's going to do they're going to be scrapping around Adam Smith will be looking around who can we make do you do you, do you think do you think Sky Sports make a lot of money off boxing? No. I, don't, I, I really think I think that's why these pay-per-views have to be charged at so much yeah. because this is, that's where they claw the money back. I reckon if... I just feel like Sky Sports wouldn't surprise me if they just like completely had another five-year break from boxing. It's like it's I think too saturated. I think it's the natural cycle now anyway because the whole Matchroom USA, it seems to be... That's their focal point now. If Sky Sports in England cannot make it work, no one can make it work. Like that's that. it. And I've got no problem with that to yeah, be honest with you. Because we're at a point now where I can watch all the fights I need to watch. I yeah. don't need it to be on Sky. Mm. Five years ago, that's exactly what we needed. We needed mm. a platform to step in, push up the production levels, mm. show you how this big event can be made. But it's been done now and it's played out. Mm. And what is funny is obviously we argued about where's the home of big boxing. Vegas has never changed anything. It does exactly what it does and it's done it the whole time even when Wembley was being sold out, putting on these huge shows, it just carried on back with mm. this business, putting on the fights that were selling out, and it's, it's outlasted. What, what's funny is this, it's not a big deal, is it? It's like, there's a fight in the MGM. And it's like, okay, I'm pretty sure you could, if this whole AJ Ruiz thing fell through, and it's like, oh, sorry, I'm really sorry, we need to put it on the MGM in a couple of weeks' time, they'll be like, yeah, cool. Like, well, yeah, we're ready, man. Yeah. It's like, and we'll sell it out, no problem. Instead of building an entire yeah. stadium. And it's like over here, it's like, Wembley, oh, we need to worry about the weather, oh, we need to book it, and it's like, no. It's like, no, that's fine. Yeah, come on, you come. Vegas, there's probably like five or six sites you can just choose that will be able to accommodate. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I, just, I just think we're, I think we've probably gone past the end of the cycle for British boxing. Yeah, and we're clinging on for... Now, what, we've got two, three world champions now? they would be now so you'd have Callum Smith Josh Warrington Billy Joe Billy Joe so yeah you probably could string out four or five I reckon Chris Eubank Jr has he still got the middleweight IBO or I don't know did he relinquish that did he have to step up or is he I genuinely champ champ haven't got a clue I don't really uh, I don't fuss with that no more mm-hmm. But I tell you again, the IBO is a strange one because people, depending on who's holding it, have got I'm a lot of different to think you know, like The WBO is the most serious one. Well, um, really starting to think that. But the WBO, okay, ESPN they've got their really terrible intercontinental and like that. ESPN won't even acknowledge the uh, WBO side. No, not uh, PBC, sorry, won't even acknowledge yeah. the but, WBO side anymore. But they don't have interim champions. No. They don't have they adhere to their regular rankings. champions. They've just got champions. Um, you look at all the other belts like the IBF is pretty good yeah that's what WBA and WBC are the joke. IBF yeah. that's exactly why people got pissed off because they just used to be like well this guy's next in the rankings you've got to fight him fight him or vacate they have their rules and they just kind of stuck to it I reckon if you go through every weight division now I bet you the IBF whoever's got the WBO championships yeah are probably them on average probably the most serious guys it'd be hard to argue against that Literally have no idea if that's true or not, but I think we should change it up. When we get to the end of this year, we'll um, we should maybe just do 
something to around well obviously do our pound for pound guys but maybe something around the belts as well and because there's a lot going on now there's so much nonsense they're so fractured but we but they are literally breaking away like the PBC are doing their job like doesn't the belts don't really matter anymore well I said it last week so when I was talking close. about the, the Chris Mannix podcast yeah and he had I can't remember who the guy was but he was on from PBC and he said that they were going to bring in a PBC belt yeah. and I remember when they first set up all that stuff you said that that's what would happen <clears throat> what, what would it look like do you reckon Gucci belt Really slim, just doesn't look anything like that. Actual snake, <laughs> just tie around your waist. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> it can't be any worse than that. WBO European. Do you remember like when Shawn Michaels won the Intercontinental and it was white? I like a nice white belt because the women have got different colours, haven't they? They do. White is taken, I think, isn't it? I know blue is taken. Purple is kind of like a bit. This is where you need Dwight <clears throat> to give us his women's boxing views. Is there a white one? Do. I think there might be a white one. It definitely is. Yeah, so I reckon we should do something around the end of the year, around the belts, but... Right. Do you think there'd be, like, massive controversy if you just went for every weight division and say who's the best? I reckon it's probably pretty easy to do. Let's find out. Because that'll be the one when we sit down, we have a video going, we'll have some drinks, hopefully Dwight will show up, hopefully Dave Stay away. will show do up. Dwight, Dwight, Dwight gets a bit sleepy on the drink, doesn't he? No, and I will never forget going back two years when we did our first Christmas show and we said, bring some beers around. We all sat on the sofa and Dwight had a glass of red wine. <laughs> just put it on the floor man. next to him. I was just like, I, uh, no, that's not going to work for me. I think it'd be straightforward to do a weight by weight. Just right. one <clears throat> name in each division. I think there's probably an element of consensus amongst fans now. There's probably only about three or four that are Debatable, I reckon. Well, I think as harsh as it is, unless you're a hardcore fan, I think a lot of people would struggle to tell you who yeah. the champions are. Yeah. You'll probably be able to say the heavyweights. You would not you personally, I mean, if you ask your average sports fan on the street, they'll yeah. tell you the heavyweights. Yeah. They could tell you middleweights, but I don't think they could tell you who the middleweights if, if that they yeah. were middleweights. Yeah. And probably the welterweights as well, they'd have a shot. But if you said what weight is it, they'd be yeah. harder. Yeah. Like if you said to the average person on the street, name the top ten most famous boxers you can think of. I reckon most people would name at least five retired boxers. Yeah, and that that shows how niche boxing Both is. Both Klitschko's. <laughs> it would be like Frank Bruno, Lennox Lewis, Mike yeah. Tyson. Like, Are they still fighting? <laughs> it would be. It's like that's how niche boxing is. It's like go to the street, ask them to name ten most famous boxers they can think of. Do most of them would not be active. We should absolutely test this out. Yeah. That would be good video content. Yeah. We could put it we could put it to the test of be like, do you know who Mike Joshua is? Do you know who Deontay Wilder is? And then just make up a name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right, well we've uh, put last week to rights. We've kind of previewed this weekend, but really and truly it's all about next week. Clash of the Dunes. Just looking okay. forward to that so much. It's a great great show, great name for a show. So for me, it's a win-win next week as well because I've got two. I'm I'm really looking forward to the US debut of uh, Christian Bain Jr. I think Charlo's a headline fight on that as well. So uh, that should be a decent card. I'm not here next week, so who do you think is going to win out, Joshua and Ruiz? Ruiz. Okay. And I think more convincingly, uh, and earlier, I think he's got nothing to fear now. You don't think Joshua could do a 
Judd Lackett on Joseph Parker. Nope. And do you know what? I'm I, think he, that. I think he can, but I just don't think Ruiz would have it. I think he could probably do it for about six or seven rounds, and then yeah, Ruiz is just really like, I don't have to put up with this. I can just jump in and just exactly and take over. Um, and again, I was watching. I was quite bored of it. I was watching that Joseph Parker fight. Yeah. <laughs> 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 really bored, yeah. Because I'd seen something on uh, on Twitter or Instagram, and it was the one where Parker was hitting Joshua, and oh. the referee stopped him. Yeah. And Joshua was looking at him like, what's he doing? Why is he hitting me? Yeah. And he actually told him, stop hitting him. I suspect it might be like that. And I couldn't, I watched, you know, you just think, you know, if I've seen a 10 second clip that can be out of context, it says, let me just watch this whole thing again. And I watched it again and I was like, I, I really is, can't is, is figure out why. Is Saudi yet? Yeah. Um, I believe Joshua so. is, isn't he? I've seen the pictures of him driving around. I assume he's there. I just feel you would, like. You would, you would be there a week, less than a week before, wouldn't you? I just feel like. If there's a chance for Joshua to get given this victory, oh it's yeah, gonna happen. Uh, he can't let this go to court. It's a stadium. They've built a stadium for Joshua. Basically, listen, all the boxes are still behind the stadium, ready to pack it all up again. Yeah. Do not worry about that. But um, it's pretty amazing, to be fair, isn't it? Like what they've done. Is, you can't, incredible. you can't knock the hustle. I mean, when we see the statistics on how many people have died whilst building it, I'll be intrigued to see that. There will literally be people underneath the stands. Yeah, like with the poles resting on their backs, <laughs> <laughs> literally standing there like foundations. We couldn't build foundations, so we just need to, it's got people. Yeah, everyone's just holding up these seats. <laughs> just got guys shaking, holding these massive <laughs> poles. Um, yeah, I just think that Ruiz will will do the job, um, but he's going to have to do it in less than the twelve rounds. I just hope that the Fury Wilder rematch gets announced before. Ne- I'm just worried. Because they've said, oh, it's going to be announced in the next couple of weeks. It's not. But then if Ruiz wins, it's going to be Ruiz Wilder. Like they're going to keep that... PBC is going to just keep them belts in-house. They're not going to... Fury is going to get locked out. I, I just worry that Fury's going to get locked out. Yeah, I think you're right, to be fair. But I can see it. It's like, let's hold off on announcing the rematch until we see if Ruiz wins. And if he does, then... Well... Later is Tyson. I wouldn't be surprised. They like to play these games if uh, they announce it like on the day of the fight. Yeah. Or... The day before or some shit like they love to do that. Yeah, just before they get they go for the weigh in, they'll announce it. It's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. And then Dylan Wyatt, where do you go? Well, you come away from your ban supposedly that you haven't had. He was just, he was just shooting MasterChef. That's all it was. He was just busy. <laughs> just busy. Just yeah. busy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he'll be back. Back on the undercard. Suspiciously though, six months after. Roughly. Roughly exactly. six months after popping. But fair play to him. Listen, if you can, whatever you can do within the rules, if it's the rules, go for it. I, I'm so past caring now. Especially if you can get away with it. Like, fair play to Which him. Which clearly, just everybody way. can. Yeah. Clearly. Mm. Right. So, yeah. Next week, we'll probably, uh, I think we'll probably do two parts as well because it'll have to be broken up because the Joshua Ruiz stuff is going to become a beast on its own. Uh, but for now, we will wrap up this week. Thank you for myself. Thank you very much from Sean. Uh, And thank you for the two empty chairs. We will see you next week. Peace.